Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Hey, hey, music teacher friend. I'm so excited to have you back for another episode of the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Today's episode is a little different than normal because instead of talking about you as a teacher, we're going to talk about how you can start a side hustle as a teacher. Maybe you've been having thoughts about what that means or what is Teachers Pay Teachers or how do you start a membership site or how do you work behind the scenes as a virtual assistant for someone else. We are going to talk about that in this episode today. In fact, I brought someone on the podcast to talk about that with me. Katie Holbrook is actually my community manager for the domestic musician. She's the community manager actually for another business as well. And she runs a Teachers Pay Teachers store too. She has become a friend of mine and she's amazing. And I cannot wait for you to hear the advice she shares today about how she teaches in elementary music full time, but also on the side pursues these other passions of hers as well, including being a children's choir director and a lot of other stuff too. Katie was also on the podcast all the way back in episode 103, and she talked about beating imposter syndrome. So you can hear a little bit more about Katie in that episode and who she is, how many years she's been teaching, and all those good things. But she also introduces herself right at the beginning of this episode. I also want to let you know, if you have been thinking about doing something else on top of your teaching, or if you can relate to the last episode from last week about what do you do if you feel like quitting, which was episode 152, then I want you to know that I've got your back, okay? I have a free resource. If you head to thedomesticmusician.com and click on the work with me tab, you'll see a free resource there about eight commonly asked online business questions. If you download that, you will see um, some detailed answers for what to do with those questions that I get asked the most common, the most commonly asked questions I get asked. But also, if you are ready to grow in business and you're just needing a little bit of guidance and help, I know what you're facing. I know what you're dealing with because for almost five years now, I have been doing this and have taken trainings myself and learning how to run an online business. So I also do one-on-one business coaching and you can find out more about that as well on the work with me page or both of those options will be in the show notes as well. But today, I cannot wait for you to listen to Katie and I's conversation all about what to do when you are ready to pursue a teacher side hustle or to transition out of teaching to do this as well. And so buckle your seatbelt. This is going to be a great episode, and I cannot wait for you to listen in today. 
Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be joined today by Katie Holbrook, and she has been on the podcast before as a guest, but Katie is also my amazing, I don't even want to call her like she works for me, but she works with me side by side in my business. She's amazing, and she's also an elementary music teacher. So, Katie, I just kind of like talked about you a little bit, but I want you to just introduce yourself in case people have not heard you on the podcast yet or have not heard me talk about you the million times I've already mentioned you on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Go ahead and just introduce yourself to people listening today. All right. So my name is Katie and I am finishing up my third year as a music teacher. Um, I also have lots of side business hustle things that I do and that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, but I really feel passionately about helping other people and helping um, people like Jessica help other music teachers. I'm all about reaching as many people as I can. So um, yeah, I think that that's a good amount of information about me. <laughs> so I was telling you before I started recording that the episode that came out last week, it was episode 152, was about what do you do if you feel like quitting teaching music? And one of the things I mentioned in there, well, I mentioned a lot of stuff, but one of them was just like, maybe you just need to kind of process through, are you ready to do something else? Maybe not full time, but maybe part of it is just using a creative outlet somewhere. Maybe you're wanting to start a side hustle, but you're not quite sure what to do. And um, I kind of want to start with that. I don't even know if that's in the questions I was going to ask you, but do you feel like since kind of doing some side hustle stuff, aside from teaching full-time, that it's kind of helped your creative outlet a little bit? Yes. So that was kind of my biggest point that I was going to bring to the table today is that, yes, I am a full-time teacher, you know, work the 40 hours. That's not really 40 hours, a lot more than that a week. Um, but all the things that I do are what I look forward to. I mean, obviously I love my job. I wouldn't stay there if I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. um, but having something to come home to and really work on, it's kind of like when you do projects around the house, like you're excited to paint the walls or build the new furniture. Um, so it's just something to look forward to and kind of have as my own, you know, when I teach it's, I'm working for somebody else, but when I do stuff for myself, it's nice to have, you know, work, put the work in and then also see the end result and know that I did the work myself. We're going to dive into that today too a little bit because I know you probably get this question a lot. Like, how do you work full time and do that without burning yourself out? So we're going to get into that. But before we do, I want you to talk about what are some of the side hustles you have done that you do now that, yeah, how, how, what are you doing right now? Okay. So right now I've done a lot in the past three years, but right now I teach full time. I work with Jessica. I am the community support specialist person for both her free group and her membership. And then I do the same thing with Alyssa McDonald. She's at Teacher by Nap Time. She has Teacher Hustle University. And I do essentially the same thing with her, working with her community, making sure people feel supported. And let's see what else. I am the children's ministry assistant. I used to be children's choir director, but COVID kind of changed my title at church. So I work with those kids once a week. Um, I sing in the church choir. It's a paid position. I feel like there's more. I used to teach a preschool music class every Saturday. That was interesting. Um, 
I can't imagine doing preschool music in COVID because they just put everything in their mouths and I can't imagine doing that. Um, we just haven't started back up and I don't know that it's something that I necessarily want to pursue to take it back. Um, it's just, you know, preschool takes a very special person and I might not be that person, but <laughs> <And> that's okay. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see what else. You have a teacher's pay I, oh, teacher I, store. Yes, I have, I have a teacher's pay teacher store. Um, I kind of picked that up a lot during the height of the pandemic last school year. You know, we were all sitting at home with not mm-hmm. much to do. So I kind of focused on rebranding and really focusing on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like yeah. it sounds like a lot, but it's definitely a matter of delegating okay, Mm -hmm. this is the time to work on this. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know if I had this on my list of questions because this is how I roll, Katie. You know this. I like have sometimes when you and I have meetings, I have a Google Doc and a lot of times I'm like, oh yeah, and this, and this too, and this too. It's how my brain works. So when you were talking, I was thinking, how did you decide what side hustles you wanted to pursue or did it just kind of happen naturally or like just kind of explain that to our listeners as they're kind of maybe deciding and thinking through i want to do something else i'm not sure if it's creating products for teachers pay teachers or being a virtual assistant or whatever else like how did you decide what you you kind of wanted to do yeah so my teachers pay teachers journey started actually when i started teaching so if you back that up about six or so months from when i started in august I did, I was in the honors college in my undergrad and my thesis was on accessibility of visual aids in the general music classroom, Mm. world's longest title. But (laughs) so I had, as a result of that thesis, part of the end product was posters that I had developed. And I was like, oh, well, I'd love to sell these. Well, that's when I kind of stumbled across Teachers Pay Teachers. And it was the very first thing I put in my store. Um, and then it just kind of trickled from there. Yes, you can put stuff in your teacher's pay teacher store that you make for your own classroom. Um, but you also just do like some general audience and really just paying attention to what people need. And then you just start putting it up and it feels like, oh, I would never get to a hundred products or 50 products, but just over time it builds up. Um, and then my other like side hustle things Really with both you and Alyssa, I just kind of was showing up and saying, hey, how can I help? Or I have this idea, do you mind if I share this with the group? And just doing that repeatedly kind of resulted in, hey, we'd like to add you to the team, both with you and with Alyssa, that Mm -hmm. kind of was just brought to the table. Um, And obviously it's nice to get paid for the work that you're doing. And yes, I had to add a lot to what that title was, but it was just a matter of showing up for people um, that kind of resulted in those jobs. And then really all of my church stuff came from, again, just kind of being a reliable person. And they knew that I was a music teacher and they said, oh, well, would you like to take children's choir? Um, and you have to be honest with yourself. Is it worth the time that you're going to put in? Um, so with the, uh, kids at church, it's 30 minutes a week. So for the money I'm making, yes, it's worth it. Now, mm-hmm. if you also have to be willing to say, hey, I'm putting in more hours than I'm getting paid for, can mm-hmm. we talk about adjusting that either from either end yeah. or the other? Yes. Either adjust my hours or adjust my pay. Um, but yeah, most of it fell into, I don't want to say fell into my lap because I was putting in mm-hmm. the work to be seen and noticed by 
um, the people that ended up hiring me. But yeah, I think that it's definitely pursuable. And there are like, if you want to be a um, virtual assistant, there are Facebook groups for that, where you can pick yeah. up work there. And honestly, that's just a matter of um, saying, you know, just watching for when people are looking for something. And if it's something that you're capable of, speak up. And if you're a good fit for them, they'll hire you. And then you mm -hmm. just start racking up the experience and it all comes together. And then also for teacher pay teachers, there's plenty of like free groups on Facebook that you can join and kind of get some ideas and see how people started. And there's also like other memberships to help support that journey as well. Love it. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. And I love that you said you were just showing up and it's just, it's exactly how our story happened with you and I, and I love it because I know you started working for Alyssa, like shortly around the same time as me, but it was the same exact story when you told me about it. I'm like, because you are Katie, I'm just going to give you some kudos on this podcast, such a giver and a sharer and such a supporter. And I did, I kept seeing you showing up and you just kept serving and Hey, I provided this resource. Who wants it without anything in return, without asking for anything in return, you just were serving and giving. And I was like, right around that time, ironically, I had been like, I need some help on my team. I'm a party of one. I need, it's time. I bring someone in to help me with some stuff. And it was like, you were the first name immediately in my head. I had heard a mentor of mine mention, he had just talked about how do you know when it's time to hire, but also how do you find those people? And he said, look at people who are already in your world, who you already see doing stuff. And immediately I was like, well, that's Katie. Like that's her 100%. <laughs> and so that's happened to me too. Um, I have my main business, you know, my membership site, uh, a course, all those things, my book, it brings an in income. But on the side, things I don't mention that I do is I am a, like a, guest blogger for different companies. I create resources for a couple different companies. I created one today. Um, and, and some of this work has come to me because I, I started with doing it front with one company or one business. Then they kind of spread the word like, hey, I saw you created a da-da-da. Can you do it for us too? I'm like, what? Who are you? You know, or people like with my website, I've had, um, I've written different reviews for different products or things like that. And then people will start seeing I've done that. And then they reach out to me wanting. And so a lot of times, getting your foot in the door with whatever it is, whether it's guest, you know, you can get paid for being a guest blogger and things like that as well. Or like you said, virtual assistant, teachers pay teachers. A lot of times it, you will see growth naturally happen or the word starts spreading or you feel more comfortable putting yourself out there and kind of promoting yourself. A lot of times don't you feel like it is just kind of taking that first step, like taking kind of a leap a little bit of like, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen if this is right, but I'm going to just try it out and see. Yes, I think especially the social media journey that, uh, that can yeah. come with um, Teachers by Teachers. You don't have to do it, but it obviously mm. helps with traffic um, or as a way to contribute traffic towards your store um, is, you know, it's kind of weird the first time you're like, hi, this is me. You know nothing about me, mm -hmm. but you have, I'm asking that you trust that I have some experience that I know what I'm talking about and you have to build that loyalty, but building that loyalty comes from showing that you're human, talking about um, things that are important to you and talking about current issues in your field, whether that be education or music or whatever. Um, it is a little like awkward at first, mm -hmm. but you know, probably in the past week or so, I've hopped in stories on Instagram and talked about um, stuff going on at school. I talked yesterday about a glow stick issue. It's a long story, but 
um and like you but you just get comfortable mm -hmm. and like when I was done talking on stories last night I was like it's almost like you kind of black out and you're like oh mm -hmm. I just like told mm -hmm. people about what was going on in my life but that's what becomes relatable and therefore they trust you and therefore they start to come to your traffic yeah and join your traffic and then ultimately you get income from that so yes just, you just have to make the leap and it's not necessarily fun to do it for the mm -hmm. first time but once you do it once then you do it a second time and it just becomes more natural yeah do you feel like at first like going back to the teachers pay teachers when that was your only thing you were doing do you feel like at first it felt like you were kind of talking to no one or you felt like you were like all right i have a product what do i do with this now how do i get the word out i know that's a lot of struggles for teachers as well was that the case for you too yes and it's very hard I don't know if all teachers feel like this that are doing the same thing, but I think especially as a music teacher, I saw these people that have a larger following and I'm like, who am I to get on here mm. and talk about these things? And I have to remind myself, like, they also started from zero. That's true. They also had nobody, you know, they also felt like they were talking to the wall. Mm -hmm. um, and they just that's over time and you have to like give yourself some grace with that and that it's not going to happen overnight it just won't um you might post something that you feel like okay this is it this is going to bring in you know maybe 100 more followers which would result in maybe 25 people that are going to come purchase something mm -hmm. and then it's crickets and then sometimes you put something out there that you just threw together and people eat it <laughs> up it really is just yeah you're playing a game and sometimes you just have to play it in order to make it work. Yeah. Oh, that's such good advice. It's so hard. That is the thing when you're talking about social media, people don't talk about, you know, they talk about creating the perfect captions and the perfect pictures and the curated feed and the videos and all the stuff, but nobody talks about the slow growth, but I feel like slow growth is good because you're learning as you go. You're kind of learning as you grow as well. You know, you're like, I know for me personally, I would not have been ready for the growth that if it had all happened like overnight, I, I like that it was like a steady pace. And I feel like that because you're not just figuring out social media, you are figuring out the creating products. Okay, what am I trying to make? How do I get it out there? How do I market it? How do I speak to my audience? There's so many different moving parts. And plus, on top of doing that as a full time teacher, I can't imagine how you're already kind of exhausted at the end of the day and you're like the last thing you want to do is go and smile for a perfect curated <laughs> instagram picture and so what you were saying too about instagram or any type of social media the times that you really don't think it through and it's like a like you said going on your stories and just talking without even caring about what you look like a lot of times that gets the most what am i trying to say the most um um interaction or mm -hmm. You know because people just want to see real it's so true so i love that you gave that advice as a full-time teacher i want to ask you how do you stay organized because you mentioned you do a lot how do you stay organized and feel like you don't get overwhelmed by doing your full-time job and then your side hustle stuff yes so i can't tell you how many times i've sat down and reworked my weekly calendar um, and it really just depends on what season of life you're in. Um, when I had a student teacher, I felt like I had all the time in the world and I was getting so much done. I was being so productive. Well, in the last three weeks, I've been flying solo in my classroom and I come home and I'm overwhelmed. And I'm like, oh, there's so much to do and I don't want to do any of it. 
Um, and so I just have to know, okay, my calendar is not going to look like it used to a month ago. And I need to break this into smaller chunks. I need to be very specific about what I'm working on. I need to know that I can't have my phone in arm's reach when I'm focused on working. Um, and like just knowing yourself, some people, they can just go, okay, here's a long list of everything that needs to happen. And I'm going to mark it off as I go. Some people need to just break it into chunks and just look at, okay, I need to complete these three things. And then I can walk away for the day or for a couple hours and come back. So I think just, you know, I'm not going to say there's a certain prescribed way of getting it all done, but for me, I have to constantly rework my schedule. Um, I know that, you know, every Wednesday I'm going to hop on Zoom with the church kids. Um, every first Tuesday, I'm going to have a team meeting with Alyssa's team. Every other Monday, I'm going to meet with Jessica. And then I kind of work around that. And it really helps me if I go, okay, I'm about to get on a meeting with Alyssa. Maybe for the hour before that, I work on Alyssa's stuff. Mm. And maybe the hour after I talk to Jessica, I go ahead and cross off all the things that are only going to take me a few minutes mm -hmm. and then go in my calendar and put those bigger projects into chunks in my calendar. Um, and also give everything a due date because I go, okay, I need to do that. That's great. And then it's like the day before it's due and I'm scrambling. Yeah. Whereas if I go, okay, that has to be done on, you know, May 21st, whether it's due May 21st or it's not due for another two weeks, if I give myself that hard and fast due date, that way it'll get done. Otherwise, yeah. it, again, it just sits on that piece of paper and you go, oh no, I completely forgot. Especially when you're doing lots of little side hustles, you just need to write it all down, schedule it out, break it into chunks, and then just cross it off when you have time. Mm -hmm. And then also give yourself breaks because it will get overwhelming. Yeah. But I try to know like, okay, I'm going to go out of town to see my mom and my family. So maybe I need to not do anything those days and not take my computer at all. And so that, therefore I have to do everything that needs to be done by this weekend before then. Um, so yeah, I just think just prioritizing, breaking in chunks. That's kind of the way that I go. But again, that's me. That's not going to work for everybody, but just find some kind of system. That worked for you. Love it. So it's just about staying organized and mm -hmm. that's the way I roll too. If it's on the calendar, it's getting done and it's, mm -hmm. you know, like it just has to work that way. So we, I wanted to ask you about this. You and I were talking talking before we started recording as well about different online programs we have both done when it comes to online business. But I kind of want to pick your brain about that. What I was telling you, like I took B school, which is teaches you how to have an online business. And then I also took Tribe to help me with membership sites. But you not only work for Alyssa, but you are in her program, which um, I know has helped you get your business off the ground and all the things. So um, talk about that a little bit, but also talk about, are there any like online business podcasts or books or YouTube or blogs or whatever, what has helped you, whether it's free stuff or you're in a paid program that has helped you with your growth? Yes. Okay. So here, here's my short laundry list of very <laughs> helpful people that have helped me in different phases. I have not done all of these things or worked with all of these people the whole time. Um, but here's, here's the things that have helped me along the way. Um, like you said, I've been in Alyssa's membership since she opened the doors hmm. in April of 2019. 
Um, so I am like OG member, been there from the get go, which I think really helps that I've seen her business in all kinds of phases. Mm-hmm. I know like where we've been and how far we've come and like what, the, what her team needs in order to keep that progression going. Um, so she has a membership called Teacher Hustle University. Um, and in that there is, well, she just redid the stack. So it's lots of information about what are your content pillars focusing on. These are the things that I stand for. These are the things that I'm passionate about. And also here's some fun things that are unique to me. Maybe you like to go rock climbing. So maybe you have like a little small pillar that's about rock climbing and people know you for that. Um, so I really like that she's started to focus a lot more on who you are and kind of what your brand stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just redid that. Um, I've also been a part of Casey Morris's membership and she just renamed it and I cannot think of the name of it, but she's K-A-Y-S-E Morris. Um, yeah. She has a very similar program to Alyssa. And that was, that worked for me for a season. And I think especially now that I work for Alyssa, I felt like I kind of needed to focus on just one. Um, So I'm in Alyssa's group. And then as far as other like books and programs out there, another music teacher, her name's Rainey Barton, Mm -hmm. is about to launch like in the next couple of weeks, a program called the batching breakdown and it's about like productivity and how to get it all done um and again coming from a music teacher I'm really excited about that I'm in her beta group and we're kind of like sifting through all of her materials and fine-tuning it for her before the launch yeah um so that's really good and then also I highly recommend all of the Jen Sincera books Mm -hmm. um I those have been really good for me I like that it's not too woo for lack of a better word yeah it's like okay like we're here to get it done we're here to get it done we're not messing around get rid of all the like negative toxic stuff in your life that's holding you back be honest with what's got to happen and so I'm working my way through those so those have been kind of my like guilty pleasure when it comes to my business is enjoying those books and being able to Mm -hmm. like kind of take her words and see how it applies specifically to myself my life and my business Um, So those are all, oh, and then Alyssa and Casey both have podcasts. So I'm pretty sure Casey's is the CEO teacher podcast. I think it is. Yeah. She was going through some renaming, like Mm -hmm. rebranding. But again, if you look, her name's very spelled very uniquely. So if you look up K-A-Y-S-E Morris on, you know, all the streaming platforms, she'll pop up. Um, and she's about to have a little girl and I'm very excited. I've been following her like because she's due like any day now. Yeah. She's like a maximum of three weeks away. But, and then Alyssa has Teacher Hustle podcast and there's a free Facebook group for that podcast. So like things that she talks about on the podcast come up in conversation in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So that's also a really good resource that's free um, to kind of just stick your nose in and see if it's for you, um, if you're interested at all in doing that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And so when you're, when there's teachers wanting to start a side hustle and they need help, they know they do. They're like, I, I don't know everything. I don't know anything about business. How do I get started? 
you know, you and I both kind of mentioned different programs or things we're in. And there was another podcast I wanted to mention. Her name's Erica Terry. I don't know if you've heard of her podcast is called Classroom to CEO, and it's actually really good. And she she's a full time entrepreneur and coaches entrepreneurs. And so um, that's what I wanted to mention. But we've mentioned different podcasts and things like that. So how would you encourage a teacher when they are getting started and needing to find, yeah, just some help? How did you figure out what to do? Did you kind of Google it? Did you kind of have word of mouth other teachers suggesting people to you? Or how how would a teacher go about doing that, finding what do they need help with and who to help them with that, if that makes sense? Yes. So I would, these people that we've mentioned, follow them on social media because that's how I found everybody, including you. Um, I just followed both you and Alyssa and Casey and started to realize like, oh, okay, I would love help with lesson plans in my music teaching because that's a very overwhelming part of our job. Mm -hmm. And then you were starting harmony and then like that just kind of fell into place. And then with Alyssa and Casey, it was like, okay, I'm opening my doors for my membership. Are you in or not? And you don't always have to be ready. It probably was like four or five rounds of Casey opening her doors before Mm -hmm. I finally did it because I was just like, well, I don't know, like I'm already getting that information, some of that information with Alyssa and now they're both vastly different courses um, or memberships. So I think just like getting around those people and you don't have to have all the answers. And then once you're in those memberships, also do not be overwhelmed by the fact that some people are starting at square one and some people are on square 1000. Yeah. There are going to be people that are way further ahead of you in their growth. And that's their journey. That's not your journey to take. You have your own process and your own path that you're going to take. And so you cannot allow yourself to compare what you have left to do to what somebody's already done. You don't know what struggles they went through to get there. You don't know how many times they rewrote the script on their journey to get to that point. And you just, you can't do that. That's not going to allow yourself to grow in a positive way. Um, So just like get around those people and also just remember when you go in, people are going to be at different stages and Mm -hmm. those people are obviously still in those memberships because they have things that they need to learn or they're still building. They're not complete. And I don't know that anybody ever is done on those journeys. Um, and like rely on those people for help because they were in your shoes. It might've been a month ago. It might've been 10 years ago, but they were in your shoes at one point. And you'll find that the people in there are the nicest people. You just have to know to ask the questions. Um, and then I think you just kind of find when somebody says, Oh, well, I need help with Pinterest and like blinking that back to my blog and all this stuff. That's when you go, Oh, I don't know that information. Let me go read the comments mm-hmm. of that Facebook post, or mm-hmm. let me go read these blog posts people are sharing. And you'll kind of find the things that you don't know about along the way. You don't have to right. go, oh, well, I don't, it can be very overwhelming to say, I don't even know what I don't know, mm-hmm. but just like have your eyes open and your ears open in those groups and you'll start to go, oh, okay. I don't know information about that. Or you may have something to contribute and be able to say, oh, I saw so-and-so post about that and 
this is what they were saying. And also yeah. you can search in Facebook groups on topics. So like you can get in those groups and search for Pinterest and you can see all the conversations people have had about that. So that's another mm -hmm. great tool when you're in either free groups or paid groups on Facebook to look for information without feeling like, oh, I have to like speak up and ask a question. You can just dig and especially groups that have been around a while, there's tons of information in there just to be read. You don't have to ask mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's so true because when you make connections with others, don't worry about if they're further ahead of you because you are going to connect with people who know things that you don't know. It, and like you said, you don't know what you don't know. You just take put, keep putting one foot in front of the other. And so I have bartered and traded with so many different people where like, okay, I know membership sites, but like I met with Dr. Sarah Goulish one time on Zoom because she helped me write my book because like she's the book person. Yeah. And so, you know, there's always going to be people that know, even when it comes to social media or Pinterest and um, like even podcasts, gosh, like I have listened to so many podcasts to help me with s stuff that I didn't even know, like you said, I until I'm like listening in the car, I'm like, oh my gosh. I need to pull over and write this down. That's a good point, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, in those Facebook groups, whatever community you're in, you are going to meet people who are going to be able to help you and they want to help you on your journey. Like you and I, one time we're talking about blogging and that's, you have a desire to help when you connect with people who like have a desire to help you and you've connected with, then yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help too. You never know. There's going to be someone that's like, sure, come and ask me, pick my brain about that. That's totally fine. So I love that you shared that. So Katie, we have talked about so much today. You've gave so much helpful advice and I want you to, before we go, do you have any other advice to share? Maybe there's teachers still listening that they're like, yeah, that all sounds great, but I'm still so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to begin. I just already feel so overwhelmed with teaching. How do I do one more thing? Any advice around any of that for teachers listening today? Yes, I have two things. The first is that just pick one thing to focus on. Uh, maybe you focus on putting 10 different products in your teacher's pay teacher store. And that can be, you know, maybe one type of product, but choose 10 different composers or do the four different instrument families. And once you do one thing, figure out how many ways you can duplicate that with a different theme or a different person or whatever. And then you kind of build from there. So maybe you focus on, I'm going to do 10 products in my teacher's pay teacher store. And then say once I have those 10 products up, maybe I start making connections on social media. Maybe I hop in a clubhouse room. Maybe I go, hashtags are one of like the most forgotten strategies in social media. I constantly forget that, oh, I could go search the hashtag elementary music teacher mm -hmm. and find people to follow. And most people, if you follow them, they'll follow you back, even mm -hmm. if it's just for a short time to see if you're their cup of tea, but that's right. how you network. And I constantly forget, go look at who the people you look up to, go look up to see, go look to see who they are following and who's following them. Especially if like they're speaking the same language as you in terms of they're very positive people. They're um, very focused on social justice issues. Think of what's mm -hmm. important to you. And then you can go find those people either just through who you know from social media or hashtags. Um, so yeah, that's the first one. And the second one is that those people you look up to, don't be afraid to ask them for advice. Um, for example, I am in the works of creating a songbook. Mm -hmm. um, and 
I was kind of thinking about how to publish it, but you have also just in the past year published a book. And so I was like, Doug, go <laughs> yeah, ask Jessica. Right? Yeah. Um, and so we've kind of talked about that. And like, I asked you like, okay, like I know who you've used and like, I kind of have set aside that conversation for like, okay, when I'm ready, mm-hmm. I'd like to pick your brain about publishing a book. Mm-hmm. And instead of going, oh, well, like I'm not nearly as good a writer. I mean, even though they're definitely two different types of books, but you know, okay. oh, I'm not a writer. I shouldn't ask somebody who's published a book mm-hmm. how to do it. Just say, hey, this is something that I'm really excited about. I see that you've done something similar. Would you be willing to give me some advice or point me in the right direction of people that can help me have that success? Um, so don't be, it can be intimidating to get in people's DMs mm-hmm. or email them or contact them in whatever manner, but just like, just do it. You're yes. not going to, honestly, like the worst thing you can say is no, or the worst mm-hmm. they can do is leave you on red. And honestly, after two weeks or so, you'll forget about it and you'll move on and ask somebody else. <laughs> yes. And you know, it can, it can hurt your feelings to be told no, mm-hmm. but like there's other people out there. There's mm-hmm. billions of people on this planet. One person might not be who's meant for your teacher side hustle journey. Like that's probably, you know, there was an intervention there on purpose. So I think just be bold and take a leap of faith. And you're definitely going to have seasons in your journey that are really slow. Like right now, I've not made a teacher's pay teacher's product in probably a month and a half. And that's okay. I have to mm-hmm. remind myself, I can't do everything all the time. Right. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to do any of Um, So yeah, just give yourself grace, be bold, be courageous. And it's, it'll all work out. That is such great advice. Yes. And I can tell you, you have been helping me with my emails. So, you know, sometimes I leave people on red longer than I should. It doesn't mean I'm not going to get back to you. And it doesn't mean people you're reaching out to will not get back to you. Sometimes people are just busy. So off, um, going off the back of what you said, don't be afraid to send another email or another DM. Because I know, like Katie said, you might think you're bothering that person. But to be honest, it's sometimes a matter of like, 10 other things happen after our, you know, you give it a DM and an email and then you just forget. You're just like, oh my gosh, so there's that person. Oh, I forgot to respond. And then two weeks go by. And if you don't, two weeks go by and you don't remind them, hey, I'm just checking in. Did you see my DM? No worries. I'm not trying to bother you. Or, hey, I really liked your content this week and be like, oh my gosh, I remember this person. That mm-hmm. happens more than you know. So don't just try once. Don't, you can try two or three times. And I, I promise you, you're not annoying that person. And if you are, they'll just keep leaving you on red and it's no sweat off your back. So <laughs> I love that advice. Be courageous and bold. There's so many amazing opportunities that come your way just from doing that. And it, I know it's scary. Trust me. I get it. It is still to this day. Like there's things I have to ask for and I'm like, Oh my gosh, who am I to do this? And sometimes, right. you know, it is, it's scary. It's scary, but you know what? You got to think about, you know, I'm behind my screen. It's all good. I'm not going to ever probably meet this person in person. So it's all good. So, <laughs> right. So Katie, where can everybody connect with you online after they listen to this episode? So I am on Instagram. I am at 130music. That's all written out, no numbers. And I also have a website. It's currently being neglected because that's just how life is right now. Like I was just saying, it's it's there if you want to go look. I do have, it's where my blog and stuff is housed. Um, that's 130, the numbers then music.com. So 130music.com. And I'm also reachable by email, katie at 130music.com. 
Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. And if you can't find me, I talk to Jessica like at least every other day. So if you can't find me, you can contact Jessica <laughs> and she can point you in the right direction. Yes, I will send you her way. Oh, thank you, Katie. This episode has been amazing. I've actually learned a lot from you too, girl. And I know people listening in, please, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me, Jessica Presta, and I will send you Katie's way because she is literally like the queen of the side hustle and she's doing an amazing job. So um, if you maybe have it on your heart a little bit where we know we had an episode about quitting teaching and maybe you're not there, but you're like, I just feel like I, something's got to give. I need something else for myself. Then don't be afraid to pursue something. Maybe just take out a journal and jot down like ideas that you have and just start with one. And then you, you don't know if it's the right fit until you try. And so that's a mm -hmm. lot of business, I feel. It's just getting out there and trying and then being like, well, that wasn't it. What else is there? So, <laughs> well, exactly. Katie, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been fun. And I loved having you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook Group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.